0: During the first half, what we're going to be doing is just having a, a Q&A. We've got uh, some of our panelists that are experts in their field, and we're excited for you to uh, to glean from their immense knowledge. So we have a roaming mic, and um, this is a, a time to to ask questions, maybe some questions that you had during the seminar um, or some questions that are kind of popping up as others are speaking and if, if you don't have too many, then we have some questions for them as well, but we really want to give you guys the opportunity uh, to, to ask those questions first. So we have a roaming mic, and just put your hand up, and we'll kind of direct them over to you.
1: So before we do that, I wanted to just introduce everybody. Um, maybe I'll, I'll pass the mic over to everyone, and they can share who they are and a little bit about them, um, and then
2: we'll get started. Hi. Hi. I'm Paul. <laughs> um, I am a, a filmmaker, and um, Clive asked me to be on this panel to offer um, kind of just any knowledge that I may have picked up along the way working with him, Dean, Adam, Charlene, um, and I don't have all the answers, but I'm, I'm I want to find them with you. So, yeah, I'm stoked.
3: Hi, my name is Charlene. Excuse my voice. I'm losing my voice. I'm married to Clive. Um, I have a master's in design, and I double-check all of his work. So, um, and I make sure he's wearing the right thing in all the episodes. Um, so I have a good eye for detail, so um, that's, I guess, why I'm sat here.
4: Hi, my name's Adam Ramdin. I have a master's in theology which means I'm an expert in everything. <laughs> um, no, I, I work with Linnea's Journey with Clive and, uh, and from the North England Conference in England as well. So I thought
1: it'd be a good idea to to have my wife on here. One, because she, she has a master's in design and because she has to vet every single idea that I have. Um, so I figured if you guys have ideas, she'd be the best person to... to to let you know what she really thinks because she's shut down a lot of them but a a lot of the other ones she has uh, supported me and that's why we have um, these ministries that have started so we want to open it up if anyone has any questions um, then go ahead and fire away I found uh, another person that was on the list so I'm going to go speak to them
0: so who's going to be the brave first person to ask a question
2: I'm also the only American here, so yes, you don't have to be British. Just, just. (laughs)
0: That's a good point. Okay, so we'll ask one of ours then. Um, So, let's talk about uh, lineage. Adam, how did you guys come up with the name, and how is it actually pronounced? Legacy.
4: I love you. How do we come at the name? Long story short, back then, Lineage wasn't a ministry per se. It was a project of the North England Conference Youth Department, which I was the director at the time. I got my team together, and we were brainstorming ideas for names. I have those names written on a document, and it's fascinating to look back every now and then and think, what if we had chose that name? It just, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. Um, some really weird names that were just focused on the Reformation rather than given a broader scope. I was chatting with a friend of mine and just then brainstorming with him, and he came with, he just, one of the names, he came up with lineage, it's the idea of bloodlines, of heritage and so on, and I really liked it. So I, I, I ran it by my team, my youth team, and they all said that it's a rubbish idea and it won't go anywhere. We never made a decision at the end of it, and uh, at the end of it, I kind of took the autocratic dictatorship decision and said, well, I'm going to go with that one anyway, which we did. Clive didn't like it at the time and wasn't really a fan of it, but we went with it, and that's how we had it. And we weren't sure about it. It was just going to be lineage, and then I think when we needed a website, it had to be lineage something, because lineage, you know, that's too common. So we were either was lineage history, or then we decided lineage journey because we felt it was the journey of your family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I um I didn't like the name at all, lineage, and it took me a while. And at first we were thinking of like um like Adam said specific things to do with the Reformation, but it would have boxed us as a ministry, whilst lineage opened up the door for us to do anything to do with Christian history, um. And over time, I think it was once we'd actually released um, some of the episodes, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I actually like this now, and it fits perfectly in what we're doing. Um, But I think on the topic of naming, it's important that you find a name that's going to be catchy, that people are going to be able to remember it, but it's somehow connected. You don't want to have, like, a random name that has nothing to do with your ministry. Um, But you also want to have something that is very concise, very to the point. And um, summarize what you're you doing, but it's also catchy.
0: And this might just be me. I don't know how you guys feel about this. but This is kind of a pet peeve of mine. Um, and, and we can keep this in this room. Um, but just because you're starting a ministry doesn't mean that the word ministry has to be in the name of your ministry. I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there because there's a lot of words that just don't really go with having ministries at the end. But we're like, well, it's a ministry, so we have to call it ministries. But we don't take that logic like, oh, here's my iPhone product. It's like, no, it's just an iPhone. We know it's a product. So don't feel like you have to slap ministry onto the end because, uh, yeah, that might not help you out too much.
2: So the ideas can be many. Um, how do you navigate that approach of talking to your inner circle about that idea, and maybe they they don't have, they don't see it. They don't maybe see the full vision. Or maybe you're not a good um, explainer of what your vision fully is, and you haven't fully fleshed it out. So how do you navigate that? And, um, you know, <laughs> is it all aut- autocratic some at some point at different stages? Or is it like... I'm just wondering, how do you navigate that whole portion of going from idea to implementation um, with uh, maybe Naysay? The,
4: the way it happened then is very different to it, how it would happen now. With Lineage, now we've got a team of 10. We take our decisions collectively as a team, and that's kind of how we make them then. When Lineage started, it wasn't what you see now. It was just an idea between Clive and I he approached me and said, "Let's make a handful of videos." It wasn't a ministry; it wasn't anything like that. It was just whatever you know. That's what it was. So, as the youth director at the time, I was the director of whatever. I'm, I'm going to decide what I call it. It's, so it's different in this. If you see you know what I mean, that's slightly different to we've got a ministry team and we're going to discuss things together, which is what we do now. So I think, generally speaking, I think it's it's a lot better to. um have a team and and have consensus amongst your team when you when you do make decisions that are going to influence whatever um as I look back on how it happened the blessing of God in a sense provided for where you know provided us with a name to where you know where we were without the structure in place to actually choose it properly if you know what I mean so I think if you do have those team dynamics then then work with them and use them because if you go against them on a lot of things then it doesn't go well.
3: Yeah. I think I'd say that um, present it to the people that are around you. God's not going to call you to ministry just to be by yourself. Nobody here is an island, you know? And so even if the people around you don't catch the vision, there will be somebody that God has placed in your life that will be the next stepping stone to move you forward. Everybody here, like, every ministry, every project that they're involved with will be able to say that I had no idea that this was going to become what it's become or becoming. But God knows, and he's got the stepping stones for each and everything for you to achieve. So test the waters, and if you don't know, there'll be just somebody random that you might know. Send it out there. Don't be afraid to put your your ideas out there, because if they do get shut down, like I've done sometimes with, with Clive, maybe that's just not the way to go. God will put the right people in your life to either promote something, which is his vision for you, Or to shut things down, which is probably the enemy's distraction from your purpose. So just trust the process. Pray about your your ideas. Don't just go with it because it's what I feel I want to do. We're all here to serve. We're all here to fulfill a purpose. And God is going to facilitate that.
2: It's it's super important in the process to have a circle of people that you trust. And you trust their aesthetic. You trust their uh, creative ability. Um, where you can come to with an idea and you can know that they will give you their honest opinion because oftentimes, and I would say always in the process, you're going to hear what you don't want to hear, and that's good, and you should be looking for that because your first idea is usually probably not your best idea. Um, so it's good to just get it out there, um, show how excited you are because your excitement can get them excited. So if it's really a good idea, they'll catch on to that. But... Um, Every day I come to Clive with horrible ideas <laughs> and uh, he shuts me down um, or he lets me know, maybe maybe that's a good idea, but let's take it here or he can add something to it. Um, so yeah. yeah.
1: So I was going to say that um, even with lineage, for example, um, before I had approached Adam to, um, to, with the concept of lineage, a number of years before that, I think it was like three years before that, I had actually approached somebody else. Um, and he was interested, but he didn't have the time to commit to doing the filming and so forth. And then that really discouraged me, actually. So um, it, was, it was in the, the 2016, we were coming up to the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation. And I was just feeling very convicted. So that's when I went to speak to Adam. And, you know, people may see our behind-the-scenes videos and see that, you know, there's 10 people in the team. And, there's, you know, we go on these amazing trips. Actually, it started with myself and Adam. Like, it was just us. We would go and film, and it was just us. Um, And then from there, um, we kind of grew very organically. So um, on on our second filming trip, I think it was, um, we were heading up to Scotland. And uh, one of my friends, Ashley, which we mentioned yesterday, he's a photographer. And I said, hey, you want to come and take some pictures of the project we're working on? And he came, and as we were shooting the dialogue, he became really convicted that this was something he wanted to be a part of. He was like, hey, I want to come and take the pictures. And actually, on the way back from that trip, he designed our logo in the, in the in the car, right? And so it just grew very organically. Then our sound engineer, for example, we're going on another film trip, and um, with Lineage we had very limited budget because we were starting stuff up. In fact, there was next to no budget, right? So we were often not staying in hotels. We would drive through the night, go and film, drive back. So I actually called him and said, "Hey, we need another driver. Can you drive?" Because um, I've known him to be a good driver. And um, he was like, sure. And then he said, um, I'll bring my sound stuff as well because he's a sound engineer. And then he came and did the sound. And he was like, yeah, I'm down. Whenever you guys need me, I want to be part of the team. He now runs our social media platforms and all our channels and does all the sound. So we just grew like very organically. So it wasn't like we took this idea and we spread it to loads of people and say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? It was literally myself and Adam who aligned on the same vision. And then, you know, we kind of, moved from there.
0: And just on Paul's point very quickly, um, I think it's important, just as a general principle, to surround yourself with people that aren't afraid to say no to you. Because um, a lot of the time our inner circle is people that are you know very friendly and, and comfortable, and so they'll just yes everything you say. So if you think you have a really good idea, and so do your best friends, that's not confirmation that you have a good idea. So go to people that you know are more disagreeable. And run it by them as well. Uh, People that you think would be especially hard, like if that person likes it, then it's definitely a good idea. Um, You need those people in your life. We have another question. We have one at the back, and then we have one here in the middle.
3: I was just curious is there. If you don't necessarily want to start a ministry, but you want to contribute with, like, talents, like content writing or, I don't know, videography or whatever, is there a platform or a connection place that you can find those different areas? Because there's so many different pockets. I know, as you were saying, you primarily grew organically, but, like, is there something that, if you don't, you just want to contribute...
1: (laughs) I'll, to answer that question um, is what I said about Ashley yesterday. I don't know if you were in our session yesterday, but um, Ashley, when he joined the Preaching Place Ministry, he, he didn't know necessarily what he wanted to do, but he saw that we were doing something and he wanted to be a part of that. And he was a photographer and an illustrator. So he came to us with his talents and his ideas and he said, hey, this is what I can contribute to your ministry. Would you be willing to let me try? Um, and the same thing, one of our writers for our ministry lineage, her name is Suki, We'd actually started producing the videos already and she contacted us and said, Hey, I'm a homeschooling mom. I just stopped Bible working to homeschool my kids, but I'm a writer and I really want to contribute to your ministry because I feel like I can add really good value. I would say she is one of the most important people in our ministry right now. She uh, uploads all the content and writes all the articles for our website. She has written three books for us um, or contributed heavily in those three books anyway and she's a pivotal part of the ministry. So she was just willing and available to contact an interest that she had. So I would say don't just go to any ministry. Find a ministry that you may be interested in that, that relates to you and can kind of nurture your talent. Reach out to them and say, hey, this is what I can contribute. Now, what we did was we, we gave her a test. So we just said, hey, can you write a couple of articles for us and we'll see how it is. And then we reviewed it and we're like, wow, this is amazing. Um, so that's what I would say to that.
0: I think GYC is a perfect place for that because, you know, there's so many different ministries condensed into this small space during this small space of time um, that if there are some that you're interested in working with, you know, visiting the booths and making those connections and letting people know, I think this is the perfect time.
2: I don't have my own ministry. I've helped out with why they did that. I've helped out with Lineage. Um, I help out with Weimar uh, University. And... um, how I got into that, I was from the small town. Nobody knew me. I, I started with a local ministry, figured out what they needed, and I was like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I have. I want to use it. And usually people are stoked that you want to um, use your talents for God, so they're going to try to help you out. Um, but like Clyde was saying, find a ministry that you like, that you feel like you can uh, contribute to, and reach out, especially at places like this.
1: I have a follow-up question for Paul on on what he just said. So how did you get involved with working with Weimar, myself, and Dean? Um, How did that come about? Because I I want you to share with everyone here how
2: God was able to direct your path. Um, So I'm from Massachusetts, and uh, let's take this back to 2018, 2019. I'm in high school. I'm 22 right now. And... um, I was you know going through high school, I had a hard time in high school academically because I was always i've always been very very passionate about creative things um, you know artists sometimes they can have a hard time in a confined box um, and so I spent all of my time focusing on filmmaking art, the creative world, and um, so that that kind of just became who I was, and that's who people knew me as and um, I went to a ministry called Unseen Media way back in the day at 3ABN just for like a summer camp just to get you know into the world a little bit and, um, and then I would help out with some ministries because of GYC. I would go overseas a little bit and, um, and then one day I heard this podcast that Jasper put on his Instagram story called Why They Did That and I was like this is so good. Is, is this Adventist? Like, it, this is too good. And uh, I became obsessed. And I was like, "Ah, oh, I, need, I need something like this over where I am. Um, so I came to GYC in 2017. And I saw Dean there. And I was geeking out of my mind. <laughs> he thought I was so weird because I was so stoked. And, um, and then time went on. Went back to Massachusetts, back to school. And uh, I don't know if you guys know Dee Casper. But he was in charge of the unseen media, and uh, so we became buddies. And he was coming to my school for a week of prayer, and we were kind of catching up afterwards, and I was like, man, I'm graduating in spring, and I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I, I don't want to go to college. I just want to use my talents for God. I feel like I've been set with something, and I want to use it, um, and I feel like I'm going to be wasting away. Um, in college. Um, That's not a recommendation, though. Like, don't. like. (laughs) School is good. Um, And so he had some ideas. He was starting Core Evangelism, if you guys know. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Sounds good. And then he was like, my friend Clive, I don't know if you know, uh, lineage? And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I know lineage. And he was like, I mean, he's looking for an intern right now. Um, And as he said that, (laughs) Clive called him. And he was like, I think you were asking him, like, oh, yeah, you know, have you heard anything from anybody? And he was like, I'm standing in front of him right now. (laughs) And I was like, what? This is a God thing right now. And um, because of all the work I did with little ministries in high school, I had somewhat of a portfolio to show. So on the spot, right before class, Clive was like, yo, send me what you got. I was okay. Sent it to him immediately. And then uh, I was in class just like. Oh man, this is like this is the one. <laughs> I hope I hope it works out. Um, and yeah, I mean, he called me uh, some time after that and uh, went through an interview process, and it 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 fit. And I've been there for the past what three and a half years, and uh, it has it. I treated it like college. It was it was it was it was what I needed. Uh, and so that's kind of how I got into into this world of uh, media ministry working with uh, why they did that as well my dream came true (laughs) I got to work with them and let me just clarify
1: Paul was not the person who was crying in the story that I shared yesterday when I interviewed he was not that person Um, there was another question
5: Um, yeah. So one mm, or two things. Um, one is, uh, as I, I work at a, a local TV station in the Walla area, and um, as I've been going around, I've noticed that most, a good number of the large media ministries that have booths here, are looking for editors right now. Um, so if you know how to edit, you might take that as a tip. But um, also, sometimes it's a struggle for us to find short clips to use as filler, um, either if a program is short um, to be able to make up time or um, our weekly um, church services that get live streamed. We have to fill up until the top of the hour or until the half hour. Um, do you know of any good resources Um, where people are collecting all the short form and short media clips um, that people are making for YouTube or YouTube Shorts or or other platforms. Um,
1: So you're saying is there one place where you could find everything, basically?
5: Yeah, or do you know of anyone that is collecting that sort of thing?
1: Um, I don't know anything that exists right now. Um, But what I do know is coming in the future is... um, I think Hope Channel are working on sort of a Netflix-style platform Um, that's coming, but I don't know anyone particularly who are, you know, collecting all these small videos and putting them in one place. There's a ministry idea for somebody um, out there. ARTV is supposed to do that, but they're also going through some changes too. Um, So not quite, Um, but yes.
5: Yeah, so I guess if... If you produce those sorts of things, come talk to me. <laughs>
1: OK, thank you. Any other questions? All right, while, while we get over there, I'm going to ask a question that I think is really important. Um, this is to Dean. Why did why they did that brand the way they did?
0: And what was the process behind your branding? Yeah, so this is a, this is a question that I get asked quite a bit. Um, they people just want to know why it's yellow like like that's a bad thing um essentially we we were trying to find as many ways possible to stand out from the crowd there aren't many adventist podcasts but there are millions of podcasts and we wanted to just be more visible so um what we did is we went onto apple podcasts opened up the uh the christian tab and there's like thousands and thousands of podcasts and then three of us sat around the, the screen and we started scrolling at a reasonable rate um, to the point where everything was blurry and we just tried to notice what colors weren't as prevalent. Um, and there weren't many podcasts that were branded yellow. And so that was just one of the ways that we, we were like, well, we're going to go with yellow. Um, and then we just chose a, a color that went with that, um, the black and the blue. Um, but we were just looking for for ways to stand out from a really oversaturated crowd. Um, And because of that, not solely because of that, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we've had um, a lot of non-Adventists pick up the podcast, because we haven't made it for Adventists. As Clive was saying yesterday, we're not just trying to feed ourselves. So if you have heard the podcast, there's really little to no reference to Adventism, um, because we believe that just getting the stories of the Bible out there will be enough to pique people's curiosity, they come to us, they're like, who are you guys, what do you do? And then that's a better time to, to introduce them to that without kind of depopulating our own market.
6: Wow, you guys went the direction I wanted to go about branding. <laughs> so how would you guys, if you guys were, had the task to get the branding, I mean, to set the branding for our ministry, what are some things you guys would think about as in how many colors would you guys choose or fonts or what colors would you guys choose that would go together so that they can look on brand when you design things? In?
3: So I would start with, um, a figure out what you, you wanting to present and there's a lot of things you can just look it up. Color theory. Um, different colors speak in different ways. They say different things about what they're trying to represent. So if you want to be like an elegant ministry, if you want to be bold, if you want to be different things, different colors speak to different um, ideas. So I would align yourself with a color that works that way. And then obviously what Dean just said, you don't want to just be super predictable. Try and stand out within that, but always try and allow the first look to really speak about what you're, you're, you're doing. Um, I think also taking the time to ask people around as well, what they think is works visually. And and in terms of what you said, font, please pick as minimal as you possibly can. Just minimal, please. Because (laughs) I don't know if you've seen certain like posters or different things and they've got like bold, then they've got a different size font, then they've got it italicized, and then they've got it underlined, and then they've got, it's too much. You should have like three elements on a page, three to five, but three specifically. Just keep it minimal, keep it simple, and really think about what you're doing. Like if you look at why they did that, it's not an array of colors. It really isn't, it's two and a shade. So I'd really, really just keep it minimal. Less is always more.
1: And if I, if I look at Lineage, for example, when Ashley was branding it, he was looking at what's the theme of the ministry. Well, the theme of the ministry is history. We're trying to profile Christian history. So he was looking for something that was old, but that he can turn it to make it look kind of relevant and modern, but even though it's an old. So even with the color schemes, the bronzes on the logo and so forth, that was all to signify that, you know, you're showing something that is to do with history. We looked a lot at the History Channel, um, websites and their branding and you know discovery channel and so forth so we were looking at different examples of things to do with our theme and how that would you know look for us but that way
0: and very quickly um, if money is not an object for you um, you know you can go to various places to hire someone to do it for you um, if that's not your ex- area of expertise and um, like types and symbols, Clive and I have both worked with them um and they do you know great branding work, and we just said, "Hey, here's the thing, brand it <laughs> and uh and then they do it, and it's it's awesome, so again, if that's not your gift, find someone um whose it is, okay, so we're going to move into um the the pitches, and so um do you want to go in a particular order, or should we just just call them up okay, so Let's go with um, Alexander, okay, let's go alphabetically then, so Alexander Pakomenko, and the way that this is going to work, we're going to give them just a few minutes to pitch their idea to you, you can stand over here, um, we're going to give them a few ideas, uh, a few minutes, and then the panel will then give them some feedback, um, so, sure. go ahead.
2: Uh, just to keep talking about branding, um, story is everything in all of this. Like, in the entire process, even down to the font you use, like Charlene was saying, you should be telling the story that you're trying to tell. If you're telling, you know, uh, you know, a very serious, like, if Lineage was to use Comic Sans, I don't think that would exactly tell the story that they're trying to tell. It's a little too whimsical, a little too adolescent. Um, they use the perfect font it's a historical looking font it's strong uh down to the colors he was saying um so that's just that's just something i want to throw in there that story is everything in every every detail and even though it feels minute and you feel like ah oh, nobody's going to notice that they will even if they're not like that's not a good font they, they'll just feel like something's off you know
7: I just wanted to throw into that too. Uh, a really good resource for learning some of the branding things and some of the design things is the future, the future without an e. <laughs> and uh, Chris Doe is the guy behind that. He um, he's a uh, motion designer and graphic designer and does a lot of education as well. And he's uh, all over YouTube, so that's a really good resource to look up. Uh, he echoes a lot of what you guys are saying too. That you know, keep it super simple. Um, that simplicity is is uh, that something is at its best when you can absolutely take nothing away, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of a, a really good resource there. Um, from kind of some more branding perspective things, if you guys want to learn some of how types and symbols and some of these other branding agencies and designers um, approach some of these things, Marty Neumeyer is another really good um, one to read. So the brand gap and Zag—they both talk about kind of brand strategy and how people perceive what we do as brands.
2: Write it down. Write it down.
7: That, that was fire.
0: So, if there's any presenters that don't need to connect to my computer, then maybe you can go up first, just in the interest of time. Um, so the names on the board. Okay. Go ahead. You have your own laptop with a HDMI port. The internet in here isn't too good, so we're getting there.
8: Okay, I'll go first. I'm one of those, um, I know you've been talking about creative people that have didn't found a place in the Adventist church. That's me. I was a graphic designer and then I became an Adventist. So I didn't find at that time anywhere, so I became a Bible worker. Uh, for many years I did that and then I had kids and then I got involved in ministry in India, which we run a, um, an orphan home. But I always had that itch of creative work. And um, for years I have this thing in my mind because I see a lot of young people um, struggling with depression, with suicidal thoughts, with all kinds of emotional dramas, which I think they're looking, they, they're afraid to tell their friends sometimes, they're going through these things. But they, I see them looking for, for help in places like YouTube and other things. I went through depression at one time, and I went online looking for short things. I didn't want a sermon. It's like when you're in that hole, you just want something quick, something simple. Uh, You don't want somebody speaking to you. You just want to see somebody going through something like you and the inspiration to come out of that thought. And I did find it, but it was not Adventist. And I searched everywhere and I just kept finding all these non-Adventists, which is kind of sections of speakers speaking inspirational, motivational things uh, in the religious form to get you out of your thinking, which it helped me tremendously. But I wish that it was Adventist. Um, uh, for years, I've been like, there should be something like that, but there isn't. And the Lord keeps Telling me, maybe you should do something like that. Um, What are your thoughts about that? And how involved you think this will be? Me having already a ministry uh, in India. I don't live in India, so I just run the ministry and visit once a year. Spend a few months and come back. But um, my fear is the buts, all the buts that you've been talking about. (laughs) uh, Involvement, money, all this kind of stuff.
0: So I think that um, I like the idea. And the question now is, okay, how do you bring the idea to actually being something? Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself in a position where, you know, you you like the idea, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, but you're not sure if you're able to take it on um, or to take it to where you think it needs to go, then I think that the first step is really looking at, okay, who else has a passion for something similar And how can I, how can I connect with them? How can, you know, maybe it's something that we can do together. And that's something that I think all of us have, have benefited from in ministry is just not having all the talent ourselves. Um, and needing other people. So, um, this is, this again is probably the perfect place to be reaching out and saying, Hey, this is what I want to do. You know, is anyone interested in playing a part in that? and going from there. So that would be my first step, is looking for other people with a similar passion um, that would be willing to work with me, especially if you already have kids, then your time is going to be drastically limited, and so you're going to need help. So that would be my first piece of advice. Yeah, and I think um, other people you could potentially
1: contact could be people who are already doing mental health stuff, you know, not necessarily videos, but they're already doing mental health programs. I know, for example, uh, Dr. Nedley at Weimar and um, there's a few people speaking on mental health here. Beautiful Minds, uh, I think there's Katie and there's um, Candice Braxton and and David Boruchara, they're all here doing mental health as one of their seminars. Maybe you can reach out to them and say, hey, this is the idea, um, because they're the ones teaching this, and they can condense some of that helpful stuff Mm -hmm. into the five minutes or however long you want it to be. Um, So I think collaboration here is going to be really important. Now, I don't know if you have mental health background in terms of the actual, you know, studying of it. Um, that's why you'd want to collaborate with someone who is trusted, who is um, authenticated, put it that way. Um, so that would be what I would say to that.
4: Thank Anyone us. else?
2: Yeah, that, that that's where I was thinking. Uh, you definitely want to find a common thread. You want to find the people to work with, like Beautiful Minds, Dr. Nedley, because uh, you'll need, in the process, you're going to eventually need writers, Uh, because it sounds like short form Mm -hmm. narrative content where they can feel what you're feeling Mm -hmm. um, through the story. Um, So you definitely would want to find somebody who's already a professional in the field who can authenticate it, who can, um, you know, make sure it's factual so that it's, you know, actually relatable. Um, And you could turn it into, um, you need their help, but they could need your help, you know? It could become a commercial thing for them as well. Like Beautiful Minds, it's promotion for them. Um, so that could be a way of getting it into life.
3: I think obviously because you're starting from a very personal place, I can relate to so much of what you're saying, just having a depression time, going into motherhood. I'm a creative too, but my master seems like it was years ago. I'm mothering and it's like, but you still have a passion. There'll be lots of people like us that can be like-minded, like put it out there. You know, can we just have like a, a video chat? What are you feeling? What's important to you? What what am I feeling? What do I need? And then you can create almost like a document of um needs. So then you can approach these people that do have the professional expertise and be like, okay, so on the ground within this group of people, figure out like who you want to aim at. Like, is it mums? Is it young people? Is it this? And get documents together on, on what are those needs for each of those places. And be like, okay, so there's a group of moms here that, that we need resources on this. So when I have five minutes when it's like, do I brush my teeth or do I feed my mind? Like, mm-hmm. can I just watch this whilst I'm brushing my teeth? This is what they need. Mm-hmm. Can you then create content for this? And then maybe you can go find a videographer who can then, or an editor who can put it into place. Okay. You have the vision. Now you have to figure out what are the pieces to that. And then once you've got the pieces in place, like write a tick list. Okay, so I need a videographer. I need a professional. I need um, people to talk to about their needs. I need somebody who's going to create content. Mm-hmm. And then you can almost just be the project manager. And so you don't have to do anything but coordinate other people to make mm-hmm. your vision happen. So it doesn't have to be on you. And then you can make sure it looks good because you have the skills to do that. Yeah.
4: Adventist Media is, at the minute, too much sermons and not enough other creative content, short form, things like this. So I think this is a good example of an area where there's a lack and a deficit that we need more resources there um, with that, this form of content. So I think there's not a lot out there within our community and we need more. So I think it's a, a good area to, to focus on and create content for because it's vastly needed just walking around the workshops here, when I was bouncing around, the ones dealing with these issues that you're mentioning, they're all full, they're full. I
3: saw Yeah. And just because everybody who's here is creative or, or, or has an interest in it, that's why you're here, if you have anything that you think could speak into this lady's idea, what's your name, sorry? Jahaira. Yeah, Jahaira, can you see her? Maybe you can just hold back for a minute. If you feel that you can contribute to this <laughs> to get this up and running, I don't think we're all in this room by accident. Mm-hmm. So, if there's a reason, if there's something that you can feed into this, that you can help build this idea together, we're at GYC to to get the work done, right? So let's collaborate. Don't just watch. Get involved. Thank you. Thank you.
9: Hello, everybody. My name is Alex. Uh, I was born in Russia, and uh, in 2008, I moved with my family here in the US. And we are part of the, uh, what's formerly used to call, um, Russian Ukrainian Adventist Church in Seattle area. Um, uh, our congregation was blessed with, um, opportunity to build our own house of worship and set it up the way that we we, li- we like it. And so when pandemic hit, um, we decided it's tradition of ours to go on Friday to church and meet the Sabbath together. And, that opportunity was taken away from us with the pandemic, um, and so a lot of people, especially in the winter time, would be sitting home and, you know, not knowing what to do. 4 p.m., 6 p.m., the sun is down, and then you have, like, you know, a bunch of time before you go to sleep. Um, so in order to encourage them to kind of, like, you know, stay um, spiritually active, get ready for the Sabbath, uh, we launched this um, online well, show, I guess. Um, that we called uh, Opetvere, which is basically uh, an interview style of sharing testimonies. And we would be talking to different guests, like uh, we started with people from our church talking about their spiritual experiences with God, maybe some supernatural experiences that they uh, went through, because a lot of our people in our church, they former pastors who retired, and they've seen a lot of things. Then we... At some point we ran out of uh, guests in our church and we started uh, to produce with people who um, live abroad because, hey, pandemic, it means everyone has Zoom, everyone has Skype, everyone has a camera in their phone and they can actually talk to us with no issues. And thanks to technology, iPhones is a great um, technology nowadays. You don't need special equipment in order to take uh, an interview, just a quiet space. People go online and we interview them. Um, so, we produced one episode every Friday. It was kind of like a live stream happening. And we did this for about 105 episodes. And so, when pandemic was over and the war started happening in Russia and Ukraine, um, that was primarily our places where we would draw um, interviews from, we decided to um, try to think, take a pause and think about um, reforming the program and basically focusing now on traveling around the U.S. Um, and showing what Adventist Church is doing for the global movement. Um, because it's a modern history, we have a lot of pro- projects, and a lot of those projects you can only see if you come to the GYC. A lot of pla- a lot of people in who live abroad, they don't have such opportunity. Uh, Another thing we realized is that we like to expand towards uh, maybe English-speaking people since we're going to interview English-speaking guests, and it could be produced in two or more languages. Uh, And we also like to expand towards, um, focus towards um, younger generation of people, um, which the idea is that a lot of people, young people, they come to the church at the age that they were born in in the church or they came, uh, where they don't really care about the history of the church, and by the time they're old enough to start to care about this, either people who could have told them no longer alive, uh, or they have to go and, and read the books, uh, or they just simply don't have opportunity to come to these places. Um, so one of the such experiences we had, um, I'll just show a quick example, maybe no sound, um, of what it looks like. We interviewed... Um, so we have like a minute left. <clears throat> we interviewed a person who's uh, in charge of Ellen's White House, um, uh, where she used to live. They made a um, museum there, and there was a fire happening in California, and by pretty much a miracle, that specific place where the Ellen White's land was, was spared and not touched by the fire. And uh, We've basically been producing that episode with them, that's what gave us the idea that we could continue doing it with the local um, Adventist entities, and um, you know, basically um, produce interesting videos and presenting it to people. So I, uh, I guess my question would be, um, what kind of approach should we take in order to make it more attractive and appealing to younger gener- generation of people and um, expand it towards English-speaking community as well?
0: So, when it comes to um, curating it for a younger audience, um, I think ministries in general are at a a disadvantage um, because of the type of media that they're usually used to consuming um, which is and and Clive can maybe speak to this a little bit more um, a lot of short form media and a lot of you know if the, if it's not short if it's long then it's it's explosions and it's like all of these amazing quick things happening and the scenes are always changing and it doesn't necessarily lend itself to the to sit down and have an interview kind of form so that's difficult um and it would i think it would rely heavily on the actual content um if what you're speaking about is actually relevant to the young people as of, as opposed to his you know an interview that i'm having with a pastor about something he did, you know, a long time ago. But let me just design it in a youthful way. Then that doesn't that doesn't always cut it. So I think if you're looking for a, um, a tra- if you're looking to attract a young audience, then you need to be able to analyze first. Okay, what is the audience looking for? Because it might not be this. Um, and just pushing it on them usually isn't going to bring um, the results you're looking for. So yeah, I would say the content is gonna be the most important thing for the, if you want the youth to be on board.
9: Yeah, we, tra- we thought that the new um, season would be not as much of like Zoom calls about that. Uh, since pandemic is over, we're able to maybe go on site and actually kind of like a travel video type of thing um, with, I guess, uh, part of it being d- d- specifically, you know, focusing on that this is for the mission.
0: Right. And I think that's something that the young people would really appreciate then it, with that kind of thing is hearing the testimonies of other young people. Mm-hmm. You know, how how have they been navigating the trials that are most relevant to them in this age? That might be more pertinent than, you know looking for people that are a lot older.
1: Yeah, and I, I would just uh um check the numbers in terms of I've seen a, I see a lot of churches or ministries who put stuff out consistently and they spend a lot of time and money on these videos. And it's got like 10 views after like, you know, a number of months or so. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not saying that's you guys. I'm just saying that um, if you're trying to hit reach a specific audience and the numbers aren't showing that, then maybe you need to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. I think we do have a problem in Adventist media where we do have too many what they call talking heads. Mm. So I think what I see there is you have a talking head there, but then you also have someone who's going out into the field to these places. Mm -hmm. And I think as young people, we like to see and feel and touch almost what it's like to be in those locations. Mm -hmm. So rather than having a green screen and someone talking in front of it, let's actually go to that place and show the environment. Um, So that would be my advice on that. Mm. I think we're going to have to move to the next one because we're running out of of time. Um, So while... Adam is saying this final point. I'm going to have Cameron come up.
4: The only point I mentioned is mul- multiple platforms for the younger audience. Um, TikTok over over overcame YouTube this year as the bigger bigger platform for the most views. So, and that's a younger demographic as well. So you want to always keep aware of the new platforms coming up. So maybe open up and put the content on there as well. But maybe you've already done that.
10: So I have a quick question. How many of you have ever found in your life um, have ever felt like prophecy presentations have been, or, or you've felt like prophecy has been a little bit boring or maybe scary even? Any of you and any time of your life have been scared of prophecy? Um, or have any of you ever not seen how prophecy was really relevant to your life? So. Like me two years ago, I believe there's a lot of people in Adventism and in Christianity in general who see prophecy as very confusing, or like me, don't know why it matters, and see it as a lot of theory. And so, I long story short, I had, um, two years ago, I had no idea why prophecy mattered, and then I met someone who opened up my mind to how beautiful and utterly relevant prophecy is to us today, personally in our lives. And I, I saw the big picture and it clicked and I was like, this is incredible. I want to share this with more people because I don't see prophecy being presented like this anywhere. And so we wanted to present it as a story, telling it as a story instead of a documentary or an explainer video to tell it as a story. And that was the beginning of the birth of this project above. Um, here's... I don't have ones for all of you, and that would take too much time, but you can check it out. Rebrand Prophecy um, on Google. The main thing... So, Rebrand Prophecy is the name of the organization, because we want to rebrand it as something beautiful and relevant and personal to our lives instead of something theoretical and just dates and timelines. And the when, the main way that we're working on that is we're creating an animated show about Bible prophecy. And um, the the... The uniqueness of that is exactly what um, Clive and um, Dean were talking about yesterday, of the difference between a message and the package. Prophecy's never been placed in this package before, in the package of a narrative animated series. And so people watch animated series. It's one of the biggest ways to affect our culture today. It's one of the few places people still stop and sit down and allow themselves to experience something long form. And so we're wanting to do this so that we can show how absolutely beautiful prophecy is, that it's not something scary, That is actually a story of how God wants nothing else than to live with us again. And prophecy is just him taking our hand and showing us every step of the way all, of the, all of the, where the pitfalls are to look for. To guide us back to living forever with him. And so prophecy isn't scary. It's a love letter from God to his church. And so we're making this series. It's a four-season series, 30 to 45 minutes per episode, six to eight um, episodes per season. And we're raising $600,000 for um, season one, which will cover a lot of Daniel and also modern perspective that will parallel um, the prophecies of Daniel And we will go into um, the prophecies of Daniel throughout and Revelation and following characters through the end-time prophecies as well. And I think that the thing that really gets me excited about this is the fact that there are people out there who will just watch this because it's an enjoyable film series. And now they're walking away with a bunch of events indelibly printed in their mind and imagine if they start seeing them happening in the world around them and now, they start to ask deeper questions, "What on earth is this actually this wasn't just a film series. This is actually something that's happening, And they dig deeper, because the message that we have at this time needs to be as loud as possible, because Jesus is coming soon.
0: This looks awesome. Um, who's your audience? Are you, are you looking for you know children? like is it more geared toward children because it's animated, or is it for the older, still liking, animated? of people. Yeah,
10: it's, it's the age demographic is between 14 and 35. So we're dealing with some heavier topics. That's why it's not quite as cartoonish design. Um, and so it's, it's not quite a, a kid's film. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, li-
0: I like that that's the demographic because as someone that works with you know, people that age, um, anime is a massive thing. Yeah. That's really just stealing the hearts and minds of our young people and it's usually just polluted with nonsense, and we have right. nothing that can really directly combat that. So yeah. uh, I think this would be an awesome resource.
10: And I would love to hear any of, any of your feedback on, on branding or audience or any, any ideas, any questions you have, I'd love to hear it. Um,
1: I'm excited. Anyone else wanna watch this? Yeah, I wanna watch it, you know. Um, we met someone yesterday who was an animator, and she was showing us some of her stuff, and she was really good. I don't know if she's in the room. Uh, Mugi is her name. Um but maybe you guys should connect. Yes. Um she was really she showed us her animations and I was blown away. So um this is right up that street, but I would say I'm praying for you. I want I want this to go ahead and um I think this is something that's going to reach our kids and I'm I'm someone who's got young kids as well. Um and as they get older, I think something like this is going to help them connect because they watch the Bible stories and the cartoons of the bible stories and they understand them better by watching those stories mm-hmm. and because it brings it to life for them and we don't have anything prophecy wise so i hope it goes well thank and you if so there's much. any way we can help then i'm sure i'll be thinking i need to get your number
2: okay. <laughs> i'm i'm stoked this is amazing this is so good um how old are you 18 it,
10: is this your <laughs> is this your full time thing yeah i'm working on it full time at the moment yes nice <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think anything that's going to a serve a need in the present, but also will last. That's the beauty of media. You yeah. put it online, it stays there forever. But that say, like Clive said, we have young kids that they will grow into this. Mm-hmm. We've seen the impact that just lineages had on the kids. Where right. the Bible isn't just a dusty book that, you know, oh yeah, you know, the seven churches of revelation. <laughs> you know, they've got they've been there. You know, they've woken up. Woken up at 3 a.m. to go to, to Smyrna, to go to Pergamum, to go and sit there and be like, okay, so the Bible isn't a dusty old book. It is fun. It is relevant. So I think you've really hit the nail on the head. You've seen a need and you've, you've addressed it in a, in a modern and relevant way, in a way that's not just going to serve a need now, but I see future generations growing into this and taking it further than you could even have an idea of now. Yeah. So I think this is, this is exactly what I think this seminar has been trying to hit on you've really found a need, and you've really gone at it in a way that I think is going to be awesome.
10: Thank you. Praise
1: Thank you. We'll have the next person come up. Um, there should be two people left. Um.
11: Hello. Good morning. Um, is your airdrop on? I'll just put my QR code.
1: that can Sure. Um, so we're going to have to... T- Make can be two minutes. I'm really sorry. We're running out of time. I got
11: you. I got a two-minute yeah. elevator pitch. Okay, so what's your airdrop?
1: Um, is there someone else that can go up who doesn't need to send me something, and then we can work on you while that happens? Yeah,
6: okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan DeGraff. And how many of you watch YouTube? Perfect. How many of you have watched or have a subscription to Netflix or any other streaming service. All right, there is an insatiable desire for a streaming service. All the major channels have streaming services now. It might surprise you that there are over 200 streaming services. Netflix alone has over 223 million subscribers. And we've talked about connecting Adventist media professionals to be able to use their talents in the church for ministry things, but we don't really have a centralized platform for that. And so that's where this idea is kind of coming in. Maybe it's uh, already taken with what you said about Hope Channel, but a subscription service or maybe a, a free service like YouTube, but a place where we can kind of control the content and also be able to place ads for our own ministries, it would be an invaluable resource to creators and to church members who are looking for maybe a nature documentary that is Adventist that they can watch on Sabbath or maybe music videos that they can play on Sabbath and not have the ads that YouTube has. Things like that and then it has a central place for us to go to pitch ideas to like uh, the rebranding prophecy. It can help you with with funding and having another central platform to put that on. So that's just kind of my idea, a streaming service that's for Adventists and by Adventists, and it could also be used for outreach. You can bring your friends over to your house and be able to sit down and watch something Friday evening.
1: Yeah, I think that's a a good idea and something that's definitely needed. I I had mentioned before that I think um, um, Hope Channel are working on something. I've been in a couple of meetings where that's happening. Um, So I I think it's not a a new idea. It may be something that you could reach out and see if there's any way that you could help or or be involved with. collecting the content. I know someone was saying that before, that they want somewhere where all that content was in one place. Um, but I don't know of
4: any independent ministries that are doing
1: that, but I, I do know Hope Channel has been has been looking into that.
4: I heard you mention free and I heard you mention subscription. Um, Adventists won't pay for a subscription <laughs> service. Okay. Um, they'll pay for Netflix, but they won't pay for an Adventist subscription. And it just won't. All if right. they can get it free on YouTube, they're not going to pay a subscription. So if you're going to do it, it needs to be free.
11: Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Bruce Fernandez. I am the co-creator I guess, creator of I Am Not Stories. If you've heard of it, then cool. But if you haven't, then this is the first time. Uh, This is a storytelling platform where a friend of mine started back before COVID happened. And my question is, have you ever seen testimony videos that are just sitting down and talking head, switching from camera one to camera two, and the stories are really nice, but it doesn't capture you visually. Well, with this one, we like to tell our stories visually with not just the practicality of their story, but with symbols and illustrations as well. Now, this story, uh, this platform died when COVID happened. and But before it died, we were able to collaborate with a bunch of creators uh, in India and in the Philippines to create short videos. And we posted two videos from that. And one video we partnered with several Organizations in the Philippines to raise fifteen thousand dollars with just the video we made, and it's amazing how our um, content was, you know, was used in such a way where we didn't even have cool cameras. We have a Rinky Dinky 70D and a 15 millimeter and a kit lens, and we made some videos. And uh, you know, we we figured, hey, we can impact people, let's try it, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then let's move on to the next one. Now my question is for the panel is how, cause right now it's pretty much dead and I'm, I'm trying to get inspired again to do it, but uh, I just, I'm stuck in that rut of starting to start again. Cause I know there is a platform for storytellers out there, and, and it's not just me. There's other content creators out there who want to have that platform to share their short films and short videos and short testimonies and we want that to happen. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how to start that again. <laughs>
2: uh, I, I feel you, brother. It's so easy to be feel like you're um, swimming against the current, uh, especially with narrative um, content like this, it's fire. And I'm, I'm super impressed with uh, the gear that you have, the, the the ability that you're able to create with it. Um, burnout is real. We all experience it. And um, I, I think I would say find a story that inspires you again. You know, these are story based. Find, find a story and then be so inspired that you can't not tell it. You know, so I think I think you got to search for that story. Um, that's all I would say. But yeah. Uh, Keep up the good work. I'm gonna have to get your number. No, it's, a, it's it's
1: great content. I think stories people always can connect to stories, and there's always gonna be a new story. So I think, like Paul said, find another story. Maybe even I don't know how long these are because I've not seen one before.
11: Well, some uh, there are two episodes that are 15 minutes each, but there are some there that are just five minutes.
1: So I would say um, you've got long ones for maybe YouTube. Um, get some short term short form content as well. Do edit a story down. You've already got the content there edit down into a minute, put it into TikTok and Instagram and and make some reels or something and see how that does as well. But I think with people's stories, you know, no one can take your testimony away from you and and people always connect to testimonies. So um, I think, yeah, keep going and um, I think try some different forms of content and find a story that's going to inspire you again. Thank you. Is there, was there anybody else? Thank you. Was there anybody else that we had on our list? Or was that everybody? I think that might have been everybody then. Well, thank you, everybody who um, was able to um, be a part and to share, and for all the questions. If you do have any other questions that weren't able to be answered, come and see us, we're here. I know there's outreach training right now, Um, but um, thank you so much.
0: And also, I think it would be good if you did see something that interests you, that was presented, um, go and speak to those people, and try and make those connections, and make something happen. Uh, We'll just say a quick word of prayer before we close. I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Adam, and he can pray for us.
4: Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity we've had over the last couple of days to uh, learn and share together about how we can use our creative gifts and talents uh, to further the message in this world. Be with those who are assembled here. I pray, Lord, for your Holy Spirit who's been sparking ideas in people's minds And and I pray Lord for the ministries that will grow And for the projects that will happen From this time forward Bless us now As we continue throughout this day Be with the outreach training And outreach that will happen this afternoon And as we welcome the Sabbath We pray for a blessed experience uh, Continuing here at GYC In your name, Amen This message was recorded in partnership with
6: Audioverse
2: at the GYC Conference Break Forth in Phoenix, Arizona. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to challenge and inspire young people to take sacrificial initiative for Christ and to see Jesus finish the work in this generation. For other resources like this, visit us online at gycweb.org.